Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Shukguzman. Today, we thought we would tackle the topic of hiring, right? And not just for business. How do we hire people to support us so that we can do whatever it is we want to do, we can create whatever we want to create, and we can build more wealth? How do we do that in a way that is aligned with who we are and actually gets us to the goals that we want? So whether that's hiring for people to support us in our household, or hiring for people to support our kids, or our spouse, or ourselves, or hiring people for our business. Let's talk about the ins and outs of that. What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I've been giving this one a lot of thought. This time of year, we're heading into what traditionally has been a back-to-school season and Mm. the ability to finally get back into a place of head down, focus time, and kids back in school. That's (laughs) not going to (laughs) happen. So true. I've been thinking a lot then about who do I need here? How do I need to ask for help? I understand that I can't do it all and I'm ready to kind of take a closer look at what well, so what's a smart strategy on how you hire, who you hire. And it's more than just um, delegation. Cause I'm over, I've, I've been working on that. So I'm ready to delegate or ready to hire, but now is kind of the next strategy is what does that look like? How do I do that? Well, yeah, I agree. And I do think it takes that that looking at things first, right? So the contemplation, the evaluation, that has to come first. What I see a lot of people do is an opportunity crosses them and then they kind of take it without really evaluating what they need. So, you know, maybe someone comes to them and says, hey, I really want a therapy session. Can we do trade, right? And I'll help you in your business or I'll help you with your kids. Or or maybe somebody comes along and says, oh, well, my kids have this great tutor. You should really use that tutor. I think sometimes as women, especially We don't allow ourselves permission to be worthy enough to have the right people helping us. And so we kind of wait for opportunities to come along and then say, yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. And so really, I think the first piece of hiring for anything is to sit down and really look at what we need and get honest about it. What do I really need support with? Because sometimes we hire people who end up crossing over too much in what we're already good at or what our strengths are. You know, so it's really interesting to start to look at what do I need that I can't provide for myself, right? Like what never gets done? What what should get done and never gets done? Or what is always the last thing I wait to do or I resist or I put at the bottom of my to-do list? Like those are the kind of things you can start to strategize around to say, ah, maybe these are gaps I really need help with. Yes. Yeah. Really getting that full picture is really important. And I have definitely done what you were saying is that something, an opportunity comes my way and someone who happens to be uh, looking for work and um, my friend recommends or something, it's like, oh, this person is, you know, great skills, like just give them some admin, you know, and then you're like, okay. And then you all of a sudden are trying to work with just that opportunity as it's presenting itself, but that's more of a reaction and you're not being proactive and being really specific and strategic about making sure, you know, what is it that I really needed? Is this the person 
that's a good fit. Or, you know, just because it's something they were referred to me for this, like, do they actually have other skills and do I need those things taken care of? You know, so I I definitely kind of can fall into that more passive kind of reactive of like, oh, great, I have some help, you know, but not really take the time to think about how is this person the best asset for my business and for my team? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really easy to do because women are really good at like seeing people's strengths or or else just wanting to help someone, right? Like there's all these ways, like we'll kind of mold for people, right? Well, we're good at molding for people so that we can be, oh, well, we can fit them in here. We can design a job for them. We get, you know, there's all these ways in which we kind of create things, but it really is that evaluation of understanding ourselves, understanding our business, understanding our personal life. Like, what are we missing? What do we need help in? What would give us the most return on investment, right? The most return on effort. Who would boost us the most? And then really looking for the people who are qualified to do that. And sometimes I think, you know, it's kind of that money basis, right? We're, we're afraid to spend too much money on the good person, so we go with the good enough person. But I think you have to really look at the cost analysis of that, right? You know, when we hire someone, like take a VA, when we hire someone, and believe me, I've done this a million times, when we hire someone who isn't the best fit for our business because we think they're a little bit cheaper, they're a little bit less expensive, the time it takes us to manage them, the time it takes us to have to implement things to help them along to, you know, because you get what you pay for on a lot of levels. And so, you know, that time is precious. And so it would be better off just to pay someone a little bit more to handle things easier, to be a better fit for our business so that we have free attention and we have extra resources. That is such a shift and a change. And we don't always think that. We're kind of thinking, oh, this person is cheaper and this person will be better because I don't have to spend as much money. But oftentimes it costs us. It costs us in energy. It costs us in frustration. It costs us in struggle. Like there's so many costs that don't get tied into the actual bill we're paying. Mm, Yes, it's so true. And I definitely have done that where I worked with someone and I, when I think about it, most everyone that I've hired, I often think of myself as teaching them the ropes. Like, okay, so I'm going to bring you in and you're going to, you're great because you have all these skills, but first I'm going to show you how (laughs) to do all these things. And then you're going to help me. Well, the big problem with that is I don't even have time to do it. Therefore, I don't have time to teach it. And then it just gets this slippery slope where they're, you know, trying to figure out, well, are you going to teach me this first? Or you want to do this, you know? And so we get, we just get stuck in this place where if I am to hire someone who already has that skill set, that already knows how to create the MailChimp automated campaign and knows their new onboarding campaign feature, you know, because they've actually already, they're already in there instead of like, well, what are you? Okay. You know, basics. Okay. That's fine. I can teach you all the other stuff and then you'll be fine. I really want to start hiring people that know already how to do the things that I'm needing. And the only thing that I'm teaching is my perspective on that tool the way that my brand uses it or the way my business best integrates it, not the tutorial. Like I do not work for Canva. I do not work for MailChimp. I do not work for Facebook. Like they are not paying me to teach other people how to use it. And so, you know, that I really (laughs) caught myself being the teacher so often when I really need to hire 
the expert that's doing that for me and taking that off my plate. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's so many tangible. We could do like a three-part series on hiring because there's so many different pieces we could talk about. And I think, you know, when you're hiring, one of the things that you can look at is test the people that you're hiring, whether you do a trial with them to really test them out or whether you do a series of tests. I mean, this is what I was, I've was i been thinking about for I'm looking to hire a new VA and actually my online business manager is doing that, which I'm so thankful for. And there's like a series of tests we thought about doing, right? So that the, you know, the top level people who, we, you know, we have our top three or whatever that looks like, we have them go through a series of tests. We'll pay them for their time to do the test, but it will actually allow them to show us what they have, to show us how fast they can do things, to show us what they actually know. Because I think sometimes, you know, and I know women, this goes back into our whole worthy thing, you know, that we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. A lot of us are, you know, struggle to kind of be more bold. But then what often happens is someone will come to us. Of course, they're showing us their best self. We're too scared to ask the bold answers. Or we just take them for face value and then we're like, that's good enough. That's good enough. That sounds really good. Sounds really good what you do. Yes, you're hired, right? Like I've been guilty of this so many times where, you know, I haven't gone in and really asked the more tough questions to get what I needed to ensure that I'm hiring the right person. Instead, I kind of like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And they're always kind of showing us who they are in a very surface level. And you have no idea what you're getting until you dig in there. So I think we have to be more bold and really asking questions. And you can do that with kindness. It's not about being disconnected or it's not about, you know, being rough with people, but you can do that in a way that's really bold and honoring of who they are. You know, I had a recent example where I was interviewing VAs a few, like a month or two ago. And, you know, I talked to this one VA and she was really lovely and she was just like, oh, yes, I can do all of that. But I kind of felt like this is the coach in me, right? I kind of felt like there's something, something else there. I was like, do you really want to be a VA? And she was like, well, I really want to do like podcast stuff. And I'm like, well, that's the one area I don't need. I have a podcast editor who I love. You know, I don't need anyone to touch my podcast. And she was like, yeah, I I really would only love to do podcasts. And I was like, well, why didn't you say that from the beginning? And she was like, well, I don't know. I could help you. And I'm like, but no, no. You know, like it was such a good conversation to realize that if I hadn't listened to my intuition and gone deeper, I could have hired someone who just wasn't really fully aligned with, you know, working with my business and wasn't in her genius when doing all the tasks that I actually need done. And so I think, you know, that's that piece of us that really has to be willing to A, know what we really need and B, be willing to ask the tough questions to ensure we have a good fit. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's just, it's such a challenge to move from the solopreneur (laughs) to the hiring a team. And I mean, you are speaking to, you know, experience having now brought on a manager who can then hire a VA. And I think this is the place we all need to get to, but it's a scary jump, I think, for a lot of solopreneurs that got into the business. And I, I mean, my problem is I do recognize that I can be a bit controlling because (laughs) I, I 
am starting my big aha actually coming into the fall is that the person that I need to help me with like the social media piece is really just an executor. It's just like an admin because I don't want to let go of the creative piece yet. Like that's actually where I enjoy doing the branding, thinking about the copy, you know, pulling in other related articles from people that are similar to me that I want to, you know, share their voice. And in all of that piece for me is really important. And so when I hired people in the past, sometimes it was, um, you know, this kind of uh, battle between it's like, well, I don't really like what they're doing. So I'm just going to redo it. And, <laughs> and then you're double like, paying and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then I was like, oh, I have to let go. I have to just let go and let them do it. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I can actually hold on to the creative control. We can have brainstorm sessions. I can, you know, say, these are all the visions I have for it. This is what I want. Here's articles, here's links, here's copy. But I need that person who puts that in to my scheduling software that is really good at noticing the things like, oh, we need links for this or images or, you know, people aren't really responding on Instagram. So let's spend more time on Twitter. Like I just need that person that's paying attention to all the details. And I get to just tell the story, right. Get to talk about all the things that I love. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the piece is that we, you know, when we are solopreneurs and when we're looking at growing, right, because that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, when you've been a solopreneur for a long time, you have had your hands in every part of your business. And sometimes it's hard to extract yourself enough to really look at what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Because, hey, you can do it all and, and there can be control in it all. And and I think, you know, there's some sort of natural guidelines, which we talked about, you know, really this last month, you know, understanding what your strengths are, putting yourself in that CEO position. So understanding the business that you want to have, putting yourself in that, you know, high viewpoint to look at what you want to be doing. And, you know, it's really that genius area, like creative or, and you might have have your hands in different pieces of the business, but it's crafting those positions in that business so that you're doing what you love. I love overlooking everything and I love directing everything. And so I need to see everything, but I don't need to do everything, right? So it's understanding what my, and just like you said with the social media, you know, I am particular about you know, what message is going out. I don't like any message. It has to be my voice. It's taken me a long time to find like a, a writer who can write my voice, who knows me so well that she can pull out stuff for me. And it's finding that those pieces, what do I need to be in charge of because that feels best? And what are all the pieces of that system that I can give away that someone else can do so that I don't have to be doing it? And, you know, it takes that ability to evaluate and step back and look at, okay, here is my business. So so I did this recently because I have a new online business manager and I'm having to look at what gaps in my business am I still missing? Who do I need to fill the gaps of all the pieces that I need to grow the way I want? Because I have a clear vision of where I want to go with my business. In order to get there, I need to hire the right team. I need to make sure I have all the positions filled. So I sat back and really took every aspect of my business. I was like, okay, here's my, you know, marketing and lead generation arm. All right. So what are all the things that have to be done on a regular basis? What are all the things that should be done, but I never, ever, ever have time to do them? What are all the pieces that, you know, and so it was really interesting to just step back and look at where all the gaps were. 
A, what I was doing, B, what needed to be done, C, what is like, you know, the ideal things that need to be done that aren't being done. And I did that with every arm. So I looked at that in my sales section. So, you know, there's the marketing lead gen, there's the sales section, sales department of my business. There is the, you know, finance, admin, legal department of my business. There is the, you know, client delivery part of my business. And so it was so interesting. It was such a great experience to step back and look at that, you know, because it also really showed me the areas that are okay now, like I'm not like requiring people right away are the areas that are my strengths and the areas that like are super broken are the areas that are my weaknesses. And so it was just so cool to really look at it from that viewpoint and realize so immediately before I hire anyone else in these other areas, like I could get lots of stuff off my plate, but really what I need to be doing is hiring someone for those broken areas of my business. And you know, this is the kind of evaluation we need to be having when we're looking at hiring, you know, not just, oh, I think I need this because I do, or because I would like to, it's really looking at what are your strengths, what part of your business is broken, what part really, really needs to be taken back by somebody else who can support you and looking at all of that in an evaluation kind of perspective. Perspective. So helpful when you do that. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that enough. They're just kind of running in their operations. They're just trying to get things done. They're just, you know, like putting social media out with no results. They're doing all these things instead of really stepping back and saying, okay, what part of my business do I need help with? Yeah. Yes. It's it's looking through that lens that's going to get you much further than, like you said, kind of just doing what you think should be done or well, I see her doing it over there. Like she's doing this or, oh, my friend said, or the mastermind person that I'm in the group with just hired this person whatever. Right. So we have all these ways that we kind of make decisions that aren't about like, what do we actually need? And it made, as you were talking, it made me think about, you know, an easy comparison here to, to get this point is that, you know, there's so much to do to run our households, just as like, there's so much to do to run our businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you love, to cook when you actually get joy from cooking for your family and that that's therapeutic for you. And it's a part of your creative process. You're not going to go spend money on hiring someone to cook your meals. You're actually going to keep doing that piece. Now you may outsource the groceries by having curbside or get deliveries or, you know, in order to get the food there, but you're going to still keep cooking the meal, but you may never get around to cleaning So then you're like, oh, I really need to outsource a cleaning company. You know, so it's funny how in our domestic households, you know, we can just get caught doing all the things and never have time because we're just like doing all the things or we can delegate the wrong things. And that is happening in the way that we do businesses because I think women are so tuned in to everybody's needs. We are thinking about the whole picture. Like this is where sometimes the ability to compartmentalize, the ability to see the individual parts is really helpful. Because if you are, um, or at least to speak for myself, like I have this ability to see the whole and I have this ability to, to approach things very holistically. However, sometimes I have to, to pull back to see not just the whole, but all those little parts and which ones are not working? Which ones do I need help with? Because it's not all or nothing. It's not me on everything or me bailing. (laughs) It's me coming in and being the, in the zone of genius for whatever it is that I need to do with my home, with my family, with my business, and then asking for help from other people who have their zone of genius that complements. That's right. And I think 
I mean, the gosh, just could go down a serious rabbit hole about relationships because I feel like, you know, in so many ways, we as women are navigating relationships in the caring, empathetic way that we do. And it's not about being not caring or not empathetic, but it is about making sure that we're hiring people who we don't see a deficiency in, like that we need to help them, but that we really see an equality in. They are amazing at what they do. We're amazing at what we do. When we come together, we're going to be even more amazing. It's like that, you know, the the sum of its parts is greater. That's what we want to think when we're looking at hiring a team, whether it's in domestic or, you know, in our businesses, is that we want the sum to be greater than the individual parts. I want people to come together with me so that we are bigger than I could ever be alone. Not to where we're trying to like equalize each other out. They fill my spots. I fill their spots. Like that gets in that real codependency. And honestly, this is a lot of what I see when I'm working with businesses who have partnerships or when I'm working with women who this can happen with their clients or this can happen with the people they're hiring. I see a lot of these really interesting relationships where it is like a dependency. It is like that codependent relationship. They're getting something out of it. Someone else is getting something out of it. It's not like two empowered people coming to together to create something amazing. Instead, it's like, yeah, they're each kind of reacting to their wounds. Mm, yes. Yeah. Now you're speaking my language. We're looking <laughs> at our wounds and looking at what are unconscious. Um, but this is why it is so important to, to really understand, like you were saying earlier, really examining what is happening in your business. What are your needs? the people that you have hired, how is that working for you? And have you gotten into some codependency? Have you gotten into a place of reactivity instead of intentional, proactive strategy, right? It's really interesting because, I mean, this is why we love to talk about the intersections of our personal life, professional life, psychology, spirituality, because all of these things are very intertwined. The way we approach our business is a reflection of how we're approaching our life, how we approach our value, how we approach the ability to collaborate. And if you find that you are exhausting yourself in all areas of your life, then it's going to show up in business because that means you're most likely going to keep taking everything on, working harder than you need to work and being able to open up just the possibility of a new hire, someone in your business to add to your team. This could be the first person you've ever hired, or this could be the hundredth person. And we're talking about doing it differently, but regardless of where you are on the hiring path, it's really important to spend some time thinking about what you need before you even put out the job ad, before you interview, before you tell people I'm looking for this or that. It's like, we really encourage you to take you know, like half a day to sit in reflection, at least to pull back and get the bigger picture of, of what's happening. 100%. And I think something else that's really important is don't try to hire like traditional people hire, right? I think so often I see women who are like, oh, I've got to hire. And then they look to like, well, how are people doing it, right? How are people crafting that ad? How are they selecting people? How are they deciding, right? It's all, and it all can be very like entrenched in that masculine patriarchal kind of viewpoint. Go with your intuition. 
you know, go with with looking for things that are different, right? So I know, so I have to really look at personality, right? Personality is a very important thing for me. It's not enough that they have all the qualifications. They can check off and do all the software programs I need. Like, if they aren't the right personality for me, we are going to clash. And so, you know, sometimes... I think, and, and this has really been really interesting in this process that I've been exploring because I've been kind of looking at this hiring process, but also looking at it through strengths. And so sometimes when we have a lot of weaknesses, we think right away, oh, I've got to hire the people who who are my weaknesses. You know, I got like my lowest strengths. That's what I need to hire for. But it's not always so direct. So for instance, for me, I've got a lot of strengths in relationship building. So I have to have a team who is relationship builders as well, right? Now they need to have other things I don't have. So they still need to have execution. That's not my area. They need to have kind of that influential, viral social media realm because that is also not my area. So I need those people who have strengths in other areas. But if we don't have that relationship component so that we're aligned in that value, which is such an important value to me, we're going to clash. If I get someone who has no ability to relate to people that is not a good person for my business, right? They do not align with my values. And so I think, you know, we, we've we got to look at it in terms of we, what do we really need, both in job requirement, but also in personality. What is going to give us like that grace to be like, oh, I feel so much better. I feel relieved versus that person that's going to create tension for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Because yeah, you can't just be like, oh, it's anybody who just has these these weaknesses that are going to be their strengths, you know, you can't match people like a puzzle. You yeah. really have to make sure that there's a lot of ways in which your personality align your values. Okay. That's another thing that's super important when you're hiring and you've got to get clear. What are my brand values? What are my values as an entrepreneur? And am I hiring in alignment with those things? Because that person, regardless of what role they do for your business, they are becoming a part of your culture. They're becoming a part of your team. And if those things are not aligned, you're going to run into some big problems down the road. Even if they're great at doing all the tasks and all the things, you're going to run into conversations where they're not on the same page and they don't understand why you're coming from that place. And they don't understand why you're making the decisions that you're making, right? That value alignment, that personality alignment, and then really thinking, how do they complement? Uh, how are you mutually supporting one another? Yeah, and trust your gut, like trust your feeling, right? And we we doubt so much that that gut, and then we go into calculation. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's hard to calculate. I don't know. At least it's hard for me to calculate all these pieces. Okay, they got to be alignment and values. They got to be like this. They got to be like this. Instead, so I can just go for a feel. Right? Yeah. I want them to feel like this. I want them to make me feel like this. Mm-hmm. And so then I can, you know, tell that pretty right away. Like I know for me, I need to feel like I have free attention, right? That's how I would describe it. Like almost like there's a relief from me. And I know if I'm working with someone where I feel more heavy, 
Okay, that's not a good fit for me, right? There's yeah. something there that, so like just as simple as that. Whereas sometimes I'm working with people who like, oh, I, or, or I don't even think about anything they're doing. I'm like, they've got that handled and I have no more attention on it. That's when I know I have a good person. I never have to, you know, it kind of seems like I never have to think about them, but it's like, there's, it's such a relief to not have a ton of attention on what are they doing? How are they handling it? What are they managing? It's like, I've just given up what I'm doing so easily to them because I trust them. Right. And so those kind of feelings are really important. And I think sometimes when we feel something or we don't trust the person or we feel heavy, we instantly think it's us. Oh, maybe something's wrong with me. Oh, maybe it's something I need to fix. Maybe it's some kind of transformation I need to make. Oh, maybe they're just triggering me and I've got to handle that and work on that. Instead of just being like, hey, maybe it's just not a good fit. And that's absolutely okay. I agree. Yes. I mean, this is a really good conversation to have for me just to reflect and remember. So I hope that the listeners are jotting down some, some tips because I think, I don't know if I know, I I don't meet too many entrepreneurs that just love this part. They love when they have a good hire, but figuring it out and like looking and deciding and doing all this, like, this is kind of, this is hard. So we wanted to be able to to talk about like the nuances of it. And it's really important that you do have support, you know, look to people that you do notice, wow, their team is great. Like I love everybody that that person hires, you know, and and have a conversation with them, learn some of their tips, but definitely um, keep an open mind and understand that you most likely created a business not to remain on your own and as a solo entrepreneur. And so hiring the right people can make all the difference and being able to amplify the impact that you're looking to make. Yeah. And and honestly, as much as I have worn the badge of solopreneur in my career, right, what I've come to understand is that business was not meant to be a solo career. It really wasn't. The whole idea of business was meant to have a bunch of people. If you look at corporate, you look at where business started, then all those people knew that there had to be people in the organization that were master of what they did, that had a role, one role, not all the roles, not every role, right? And and so I think we've got to recognize that to grow bigger, to grow our wealth, to be a more successful business, to have more impact, whatever your personal mission is. It requires a team. The idea that we can continue to grow as a solopreneur, like there is a limit in capacity any way you slice it. So it doesn't have to be any particular kind of team. It could be a virtual team, which is what a lot of us have right now. You know, it could be a part-time team. It could be a you know, part-time assistant. Like there's all these ways in which that structure can create. But the truth is that we can't really build wealth or really build impact or really build a successful business in and of ourselves. We need support. We need people that we can work with. And, you know, that's something to consider. And there is a right time to do it. You know, it's not right to hire your team before you have any income. It's not right to hire your team before you've tried out your product and made sure you can make money with it, right? So, you know, I teach a lot about sort of the structure and the steps of, you know, creating success. And so, yeah, when you're in your first year, or two and you're not making a lot of money or income, don't hire anyone. That's not the time for you to hire someone. But once you get to a place where you are making some income, 
you've tested out your product or service, you know that it's selling, and then you can start looking at the gaps. You have enough experience in your business now to look at where the gaps are. And maybe you're comfortable exactly where you are. And if you are, awesome. You don't want to grow. You can stay absolutely where you are as a solopreneur because you're doing it. But if you want to grow bigger, And if you want to have more impact, it's going to require having people help you. And finding those right people is amazing. I mean, I spent decades thinking I would never have a team. Like, that was my belief because I was like, I don't want to manage anybody, which was so interesting because I am like so skilled at working with a team and I'm so skilled at working with people. But for some reason, I had this idea, this perception that having a team would break me, that having a team would be exhausting. And so I had to really work with those beliefs in myself to switch them and transform them to recognize I cannot create what I want to in the world unless I have a badass team. And when I started to really shift that, then all of a sudden everything in my business started to shift too. So I get it. I've been there and it can change. Yes. Oh, thank you for that reminder. Because yes, it's I've seen it and I have felt it that, yeah, there's limits to what I can do alone. And I mean, this is why I'm huge collaboration over competition any day um, when it comes to, to collaborating with other businesses. And within my organization, I'm all about like, we're better together. The more if I can have people help me, then I'm going further. That's right. All right. I think this is an awesome place to end this conversation. So we always continue our conversations in the Facebook group. So you can always join us. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.